This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, good people of podcast land. Here's another World Cup-related episode. Apologies for those of you who are not interested in the football, but um, I'm sure that you understand why I'm doing lots of football-related episodes. Obviously, it's the World Cup, uh, but also England have qualified for the semi-finals of the World Cup for the first time in 28 years. So naturally, uh, I'm excited, and pretty much everyone else in the in in the country is excited as well. Even my dad's mobile phone is excited. You you heard it making a noise there. Anyway. Uh, apologies if you're not interested in the World Cup, but obviously this isn't going to last forever. And uh, as soon as England come crashing out, potentially uh, uh, on Wednesday uh, evening, then all of this will grind to a halt. Um, I don't know how many other World Cup episodes I'll do. One more? Possibly two? We'll see. But um, lots of World Cup-related content coming out. Uh, But yeah, apologies if you're not a football fan. Normal podcasting will be resumed in due course. Uh, If you are a football fan, then hey, basically, hey, okay, (laughs) that's something you can say when you meet a fellow football fan. Hey, it's not just for football. Uh, Yes, anyway, I think you know what that means. That must be universal. Hey, I think so. All right, then, now before, oh, that's annoying, that noise. That's a mobile phone. Anyway, before we go any further, uh, let me mention the sponsor for this episode of the podcast. This is a podcast for people who are learning English, of course. And um, if you're looking for a way to push your English during the summer months, why not try some lessons on italki? Um, I mentioned just the other day on the podcast that um, I had uh, an italki lesson um, in French, and uh, it was great. I had a trial lesson, so I went on to italki. I've, I looked through some teachers of French, and uh, I found a person who I thought looked interesting, so the sort of person who matched the profile that I was looking for, and I organized a trial lesson, which was just half an hour. It was like cheaper than normal. We had our trial lesson. We talked in French about uh, my reasons for learning French and what my aims are, my preferences and things like that. He gave me bits of language feedback during the conversation. What I'm going to do now is um, get back in touch with him and arrange a series of lessons. And it's, you know, we agreed on a very simple um, process for our sessions. Basically, we said, let's just, you know, I, I said to him, I don't really want to be taught Exactly. I would rather just have conversations, discussions, and just just try and express myself in French. And then I, I'd like you to just help me, basically, um, by writing my errors down, giving me little tips here and there, just giving me feedback. So we'll talk about whatever, and then you can give me a bit of feedback. And then maybe I can do some remedial practice based on the errors that I've made. And then we'll just continue in that way. It's great. The teacher is totally on board. He's kind of this young guy, obviously familiar with using all the right technology. He provided me with lots of links, lots of useful links. He sent me some 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 uh, links. He said, here are some YouTube channels that you might want to watch in French that could help you with your French. Here are some ones where people teach you French, and here are some ones that are just for fun. And included in that list of the fun uh, French YouTube uh, channels was um, Paul Taylor's uh, show, What the F- What the F- France. And um, we talked about that. In fact, I said to him, oh, I'm a comedian as well in in Paris. And he said, oh, do you know Paul Taylor? And I said, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. He's a good friend of mine. Um, so that was that was funny, wasn't it? Anyway, italki, italki. So it's great. It's actually genuinely really good. Um, and uh, the fact that it's on Skype um, is, I mean, it, it, I didn't really feel like it was any different to just having a conversation 
normally. And also the, the fact that you have the chat function. Also, you can use Google Documents and stuff to write feedback and add links and things. It's just a really good system. So I'm looking forward to um, you know, doing those lessons on a, on a more regular basis. And you can do it too, of course. There are loads of English teachers on, on um, italki at different prices. And if you just want to do what I'm doing and just have conversations with language feedback, then I'm sure that uh, many of those teachers will be well up for it, um, basically. So go on to italki, teacherluke.co.uk slash talk. They sponsor this podcast. Use that URL. And when you buy some talking time, um, italki will send you a voucher, which is worth a free lesson. Okay? teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. All right, then. So let's get started with this um, World Cup related episode. And here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Right, so... I am recording this at home at my parents' house in England, and um, I thought it would be a good idea to record a conversation with my dad and my brother um, here in England and talk about how it feels to be an England fan during the World Cup now that England have got through to the semi-finals. And um, the mood in England, well, I mean, you're going to hear us talking about all these things, like what's going on in England and what we think of the World Cup so far, what we think of England's performances, um, how we uh, think and hope England will play against Croatia in the semi-final. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the other teams and things, just lots of conversation about the World Cup. Um I don't really need to say anything else in this introduction, except that uh, this was recorded on a hot day in the living room in my parents' house. There was a fan uh, going in the background and also other bits of background noise. I hope that doesn't disturb you too much. But now then, without any further ado, let's, let's, let me transport you to the living room in my parents' house yesterday, uh, where you can now kind of join the family and listen to a conversation about uh, the World Cup and England's potential hopes for World Cup glory in 2018. Okay, I've pressed record. So okay. we're, we're now rolling. Do you think there'll be any interference from the fan? The football fan? It's coming home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. Is it? <laughs> Is football coming home? Yeah. Well, he said it's an international game, so yeah, in a way. It's already home. Yeah, it's already at We ought home. to say that we are actually at home, and it's Sunday, um, mm -hmm. the 8th uh, of July, so, so we ought to make that clear that England have got through to the semi-finals, which is why we're feeling quite chipper, um, but the semi-finals are still to come. Perhaps the fan could be turned off at this point. Which fan is that? There's oh. a fan blowing in the background. A football fan blowing in the background. Yeah, that's right. Um, why is there a fan blowing in the background? Because it's bloody hot. It is extremely hot. So um, this uh, this run of England in the World Cup right through to the semi-finals has coincided with a record-breaking heat wave. It's 31 degrees today, and it's been much the same for the last three weeks, and apparently it's going to go on a bit longer. So everybody is outside in the pubs, drinking lots of beer, watching the big screens outside, having a great time. So it's a, it's a summer of sun and football. How's the mood, James? Mood's uh, jubilant. Jubilant, <laughs> that's the word. The mood that can only be described as jubilant here in uh, England. Can, as... You can hear the jubilation in our voices, can't you? Mm. What, what's the, you two, I basically had to wake you both up to do this, <laughs> didn't I? Yeah, we were both just falling. falling yeah, we were having an afternoon snooze, it's so hot. Okay. And we've had a nice lunch. Siesta. Having a snooze, having a siesta, you had a nice lunch. We, we drank some beer. Which I had a couple of beers. Beer. Mm -hmm. One beer. I had one and a half. One and a half? One and a half bottles of beer. Okay. All right. So we're in perfect... The conditions are perfect for doing an episode of the podcast. Yes, they are. Okay, then. So we're going to talk... I think the main idea, the main topic is to talk about the World Cup. James, are you a football fan? Um... 
I'm not not a football fan. You're not. But I'm not. not an, I'm not an active football fan. I, I don't mind it. I think it's a very good game, but I don't have a team that I follow. Um, I like it. I think it's the best sport, really. Mm-hmm. Out of all the sports, right? Even more than skateboarding. Skateboarding's not a sport. What is it? It's a way of life, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lifestyle. I don't know. Whatever. But as a, the traditional ball sports, it's the best sport. It's the best ball-based game, apart sport. from basketball. No, it's and I'm, cricket. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's, it's it's a great game. I do enjoy a good game. I understand it. I understand the offside rule. Do you? Yeah. Could you it's explain? Be could at you least, ex- go on. Explain. Wait. Explain the offside rule. At least rule. two defenders in between you and the guy you're passing to. <laughs> no, not quite. It's something close. like that. Something like that. Go on, go on, Dad. Trying. Do you want to have another shot? When the James? ball's being passed forward, yes, yes. you can't be ahead of all the defence on your own in open territory. The There's got to be two defenders in between you. One defender. Sorry, two, Dad's Normally saying Normally the two. goalkeeper, you see. Oh, including the goalie. So two including the goalie. Um, but no, even if the goalie's not there. It doesn't have to be the goalie. As long as the two defenders, between you and the goal, when the ball is passed forward to you, you're on side. That's it. So I sort of understand when that. When the ball is played. When the ball is played. And I, I appreciate play. I know what's going on. I can appreciate a good game. You, you know when someone scored a goal. Ha, 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 ha. They normally all shout goal no, I, I'm, and they I, start I'm kissing quite, each other. Uh, you know, I, I like it. It's a good game, but I don't follow a team. Do you think there's a difference between like watching an international game and watching a premiership game? Yeah, because the premiership game, it's not based on location or nationality or anything anymore uh, it's basically based on who's got the most money and they have these big international teams with star players and I don't find that particularly interesting really I, I prefer the small local teams where it was more like it used to be like the best players from one town would play the best players from another town it's not like that anymore in in, in the, uh, club the club football but international football is is what it used to be the best people from Thank you, Mum. She just brought me a cup of tea. Mum, Mum has uh, hang just... Hang on, let, let yeah, me just finish. Yeah, go on, go on. International football is a bit more like a proper tournament between the best players from one country versus the best players from... It's a bit more purist, mm-hmm. which I like. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot more exciting. Uh-huh. And it's more knockout stage on the World Cup. So it's not like a league that goes on forever where there's a running order. It's just you're either in or you're out and you stay you know, stay on to the next round or you get kicked out. Generally, generally, after the first few stages, it's knockout. Mum? Yes, Luke? You just brought some tea for the three of us. Yeah. Can I sit down? Oh, do I have to stay here for a long time? No, no you can stay as long as you want. <laughs> um, I mean, you, you weren't initially supposed to be part of this podcast, not because it's like a boys thing, because of football. But um, I did think I'd ask you what you, what's your take on all of this. Dad's, just you're gonna have to wait for a moment but um what do you think about the world cup mum um it's rather boring i'm afraid not really into it i've been watching the england games because i have to but um no it's not for me i'm afraid but you've been watching the england games yes i have and i'm glad they've got as far as they have but i think it's all a bit ridiculous and people are going a bit mad over it what's the best thing and the worst thing about the world the world cup Worst thing. The, the worst thing is I don't like the supporters and I don't like all the hysteria over football and I don't like football generally. And I suppose the good thing is that it makes people feel good for, I don't know, about a day. What sort of, <laughs> <laughs> what sort of hysteria? Oh, I don't know, like people jumping on I- IKEA beds in IKEA shops when they win. So if they do that when they win... What will they do when they lose? People jumping on IKEA beds yeah. after they've beaten Sweden. Can I go now, Luke? If you like, yeah. I told you you can you, you can do whatever you like. <laughs> There's your tea. Thank you very much. Look at that, providing the tea. Um, yeah, because England beat Sweden. And there's footage online being shared around of English fans invading a local IKEA superstore, which obviously is a Swedish uh, company, and celebrating by generally sort of jumping up and down on the beds and throwing pillows around. I think worse things have happened in the name of football. I know, it wasn't <laughs> much. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, IKEA example. people took it all in good heart. It's not the worst example of football hooliganism, hooliganism I've ever seen. Yeah. 
unheard okay. of. Dad, are you a football fan? Well, yes, I am a football fan, but I have a lot of sympathy with what Jill was saying. I mean, it, it can bring out the worst in people, and sometimes football fans are awful. And uh, I don't like this tribalism in football. Everyone gets completely passionate about it to an extent that it's quite ridiculous. And I don't like nationalism. I don't like flag waving. I, you know, and all that. So it's a bit ironic to be enjoying the World Cup, mm-hmm. but you just get caught up in it. And you, and you, and obviously it's um, it's got this great history. And I can remember back to great World Cup games of the past. And um, of course, I want England to win the World Cup because it'll make a lot of people very happy, um, and, and all that. And you you do get uh, drawn into it. But I don't think I'm sort of hysterical about it. And you see pictures of you know of people in floods of tears and everything because their team is losing. Um, I mean, I think they should pull themselves together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perhaps. Um, I also do like the play acting, and we've seen a few teams that have been really, you know, cheating madly. Um, not not most of them, but a few of the teams have been cheating madly. And some of the best players in the world, let's name names. Neymar from Brazil is one of the best players in the world. Why does he have to throw himself around and writhe about like he's had his leg cut off when somebody's just touched him? I mean, it's actually cheating. And why does he have to do that? Mm, I don't know why he has to do it. I feel like it's, it's almost a sort of a, a problem, an issue he has like a psychological thing like apparently people keep saying to him look mate you just need to stop doing that you're ruining your career people around the world are laughing at you are laughing at you and they hate you because of the way you dive and roll around like just stop doing it you're, you're obviously much better than that i don't understand it it's almost like a pathological so if that's thing. an answer to your question do i like football i mean i do I, when i was young i used to play football i, I like football a lot it's a fascinating game and i mm-hmm. really enjoy watching football but okay. i don't like the extreme sort of tribalism that is associated with supporting your team. And I'm quite happy for the best team to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. How has this World Cup been compared to other ones, James? You, how, what's your history with the World Cup? Um, I just remember the big moments. I've never been... I mean, I remember when I was at university, I think it was Euro 96. That, was the world, that wasn't the World Cup. Though. No, that was the Euros. That was, that was quite a big one for some reason. What was the closest World Cup to that then? So, the, 1990 was the, the first... Well, 1986 we watched, and that was... That when, was Mexico. Yeah, that's when Maradona scored with his hand. No, was it? Yes. And then after that, it was Italia 90. Are you sure? Yes. I thought Maradona was 90. No. 86, he scored with his hand. I'm, I know, just okay, believe me. And I it know. was in Mexico, definitely. Yes. Okay. And then in okay. 1990, he was there too, and that was Italia 90. Italia 90. And that's when we got through to the semi-finals. That's the last time we got to the and semi-finals. And 94... We didn't qualify. That was the Uni- that was in the United States. We didn't right, qualify. That for was that. a bit of a non-entity, you know. Yeah, that's why the Euro '96 was such a big deal for us. And we we hosted it. It was hosted right. in the UK. So you can see my in memory. England, my memory's not brilliant. Yeah, as per things. usual, I'm <laughs> the reason why we do this these podcasts is just to help you remember your life. Okay. Well, I remember some. I remember the Maradona hand of God in '86. That was a big moment. I remember him looking slightly mental. In 1994, that's when he was busted for drug charges, which on the podcast recently I said I thought it was that he was on cocaine. He was on like ephedrine or something else. Oh, really? But they, they... they, they, he scored an amazing goal and then he did the most hyperactive um, goal celebration yeah, and he ever. he looked like Scarface and or something. Yeah, he, yeah he really did. And then, of course, the, the sort of drug authorities were like, I think we'll do a random check of, of Maradona now. <laughs> And he was on ephedrine. And I he was ephedrine played for for uh, Yugoslavia. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, was it nine? No, I'm I'm, I'm having a memory lapse. Nine, I, then nine. Which was the one with Gaza? Which was the one with Gaza? I can explain everything. Just ask me the questions. I'll which tell you. Which was the, the one with Gaza? Cried. 1990 was when Gaza cried. Well, because I remember that, and that was World in Motion. That was Italy. Wait a minute. It was Pavarotti. World in Motion is the the, the the pop song that was released with the England football By team. New Order. New Order and the England football team. The best team. football song ever recorded. Is it the best one? I'd say so, yeah. Well, can we come back to the football yeah, songs? Yeah, we'll do the football songs later. I remember the songs more than I remember the football. To <laughs> right, me. yeah. It was 1990, then 94, we, we didn't qualify. 96 was the Euros hosted in, in England, and we got through to the semi-finals. We went out on penalties to Germany yeah. again. Yeah. 1998, we got through to the second round against Argentina. We went out on penalties 
2002 was in Japan and Korea. We got through to the quarterfinals and we went out against Brazil with Ronaldinho scoring a big long-range shot that went over David Seaman's head. 2006 was in Germany. No, where was it? 2006. 2006. Dad? Can't remember. That's two years ago. It must have been in uh, must have been Germany, I think. Why can't I remember? Where was it last time? Uh, it was in Brazil. Yeah, I think it was Germany before that, I think. But then when was it in 2006? Because we've got 2006, 2010, and then um, 2014, and then this one. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But anyway, 2000... I remember some of the, the, the bigger moments. And it's always a sort of pub event where you go down and... It's very lively kind of atmosphere, and it's, it's. But normally, it's all over and done with very quickly because we haven't been very good. So it's generally very exciting. Was it in Argentina, then, 2006, Germany, Germany, two thousand six and two thousand and ten. So, so it's normally very. Ex- so it's normally very exciting. For, uh, wasn't it? It's not Japan. No, that's we've done that. Korea. No, that was at the same time, two thousand two. This is fascinating podcasting, isn't it? Oh, Us trying anyway, to normally it starts out very exciting. South Africa. South Africa, of course, the Vuvuzelas ruined everything. Of course. No, normally it starts out very exciting. And then we got very disappointed very early on and we kind of just spectating from that point on. Yeah, normally we get knocked out in the first round or something and so it's always an anticlimax. Okay, which is why this year is sort of a bit special and everyone's we're still we've got through to the semi-finals and we're all kind of thinking really is this can we can we start to enjoy this now are we allowed to some people in this country are getting very carried away and they're starting to say it's coming home it's coming home it's coming it's another one of the songs which is newman and Badil, two uh, english comedians who wrote a very popular football song that's right you can link all these at the bottom i think i might link to all these i should do an episode all about that song and do the lyrics and stuff like that well you can just add them at the bottom of this one surely it's not worth an episode in itself okay that's that that was a comment comment from luke's daughter yes the Um, baby monitor just went off and the baby is awake the baby's crying um, because of this boring conversation i wouldn't be at all surprised saying please stop well she's upstairs she can't hear this so <laughs> i don't think that's it i think she's more like can i can i can i get involved in an episode of the podcast yet and I'm like, no you can't actually pronounce any words yet except your, da, 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 your daughter it. is half french half english mm-hmm. and both teams are in and they might end up playing each other right yeah yes we ought to explain to those people who aren't following this that uh, france is in one semi-final playing belgium and England will be in the other semi-final playing Croatia. Mm-hmm. So the possibility of a France versus England World Cup final is there. Mm-hmm. It is possible. And, um, and your poor little daughter won't know who to support. Yes. She's half French and half well, English. She, she will. She'll support England, of course. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I, I don't know what your wife's got to say about that. She, she, she's not here, so she can't explain. Anyway, we've got to get through the semi-finals first. And, I mean, France has got a tough game against Belgium because Belgium playing really well and got some really great players. How's this World Cup been for you so far compared to the previous ones then, Dad? I think that... Um, I think that it's been interesting uh, for a number of reasons. One of them is that all the big teams went out unexpectedly. I mean, it's been a World Cup of shocks. Um, so when everybody said, well, at the beginning, you know, who's going to win the World Germany. Cup? Germany. Germany, Brazil, Argentina. Everyone always says Brazil, but they haven't Spain, won for a long time, right? Um, you know, maybe Portugal. And they're all out. Um, you know, Uruguay, other other big teams. So we're left with an all-European Final Four. Mm-hmm. The Latin American clubs, the African clubs didn't, didn't break through. The Asian clubs. Asian clubs didn't break through. It's back to Europe, four European countries. Um, and I think that's quite interesting that the Latin American teams, which have always been thought to be so strong, so dazzling, actually didn't play very well. Argentina didn't play well. Brazil didn't play well. They kind of started to play well before they ultimately got defeated, didn't they? But yeah, who but did Mexico Japan looked play? good and then didn't. Japan played a few people. They, they were looking very good, I heard. I didn't actually see any of the games, but I heard they were looking Anyway, it's been good. a World Cup of surprise results. 
and um, it's been good for England because it means that the a lot of the most dangerous looking uh, rivals are on their way home and we find ourselves playing Croatia in the semi-final uh, which is uh, you know we could could beat Croatia that's um, possible and we've got a history of losing penalty shootouts yes. which has gone on for 28 years or something yeah we haven't won in a penalty shootout in the world no Cup. no 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 we haven't been in a semi-final uh, in 28 years we've we've only ever won one penalty sh- no no we've never won a penalty shootout in, in the, the world, world cup, cup. Right. except for the one that we won against um, Col- Until this time. It was against Colombia, right? And it was, we won yeah. a right, So this time round is the first time this we've time. ever won a penalty shootout. In the World Cup. And it's kind of really bad vibes, us and the penalties. <laughs> there's a, there's a curse. superstitious <laughs> curse, yeah. the England team and penalties, which has been broken. You know what would be awful, what would be awful is if we lost the semi final on penalties. Well, we might, that could still yes, happen. It would. And it could, it was, could that may happen. have happened by the time this podcast is released. Yes, possibly. Um, but so for now, the other thing we've broken our penalty uh, yeah. bad luck run. We have. Yeah. So that's another thing that's different about this time. The other one is VAR. Yes. Um, this is the first time that we're using video referees to support the referee on the pitch on certain key decisions. Vladimir-assisted uh, refereeing. Or very awful refereeing. Yeah. Mm. What um, do you think of VAR? Or VAR? Do you call it VAR or VAR? Everybody calls it VAR. Well, there's still been some well, dodgy decisions, like even with VAR. But, Yes, James? There's still been a few iffy decisions, even with the benefit of VAR. So I think, what's the point? You can either get a dodgy decision with a video or a dodgy decision without a video. I'm in favour of it. I think that it's sorted out one or two things. I mean, uh, and what we want are the right decisions. And, um, you know, there was a very, very close one about whether a foul had happened inside the penalty area or outside. Looked like it was inside. The referee gave a penalty. VR showed that actually it was just outside. Well, I think that's correct. I mean, I think you want the right decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether, whether um, you know, it's used properly or not, I think it'll evolve. But um, I certainly think that it's useful if um, if there's violent conduct for the referee to see what happened because he may well not have seen it at the time. I think there's probably about three different factors. One, oh, there goes the baby again. Uh, one of one of them is that I think it works best when there are lines involved. For example, did the ball cross the line or not? That. There's, there's no question that it's going to help yeah. there. So goals, disallowed goals, you know, like the, the, the one where, um, what's his name? Um, um, who's the footballer who uh, in 2010 definitely scored a goal? It bounced off the crossbar and down into oh, the goal and bounced back an out. England, it was an England goal, not given. Yeah. yeah. Well, was it Lineker? No, no. It, no. it was uh, the guy who... Uh, I know who it was. It was Lampard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Frank, Frank Lampard. Lampard. I mean, it was right in the goal. Everybody could see it was. It was a but foot the ref- in. Yeah. For some reason, the referee and the linesman couldn't see and didn't give it. Yeah. Extraordinary. So, yes, over, that the, line sort of is, thing. over the line is nice and straight. Over the line, um, uh, whether it's offside or not, whether a, a, a foul was committed within the penalty box or not, those sorts of decisions are definitely going to help. But then there's still, there's still that element of interpretation of some things. And also, you get some occasions where there's a, a, a contestable decision and the referee chooses not to consult VAR. So still, the referee still has the choice whether he consults or not. But So it's not complete, perfect solution to every issue. But I think in on balance, I think it's helping. So do I. And, I, and who knows, it might help to prevent cheating. It might help to prevent diving. We'll see how things progress, but it, it might start to cut out that element of, of gamesmanship that has become so dominant in the game. I mean, Neymar, we go back to him again. I mean, he really needs to stop because I think if he'd just played, he, he could have done so much better, but he chose to roll on the floor. 14 minutes he spent on the floor this World Cup. In total. Pretending to be injured. In total. He spent, wrong with him he, spent, at all. he spent 14 minutes on the ground in Rising this, in this tournament. Yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to remember football before all this started to infect it. Um, and the idea of some of the great players in the past you know behaving like that is out of the question um the last time england won the world cup was 1966 i'm glad there wasn't var then (laughs) because our third goal definitely didn't go over the line but it was given um and uh you know the the idea that players then would would fall over and scream if somebody just touched them is out of absolutely out of the question they tried to stay on their feet and so a lot of the best players 
were brilliant at staying on their feet. You may have heard of George Best. George Best, who was Irish, who played for Manchester United. He was quite slim, not not strong. They would desperately try to cut him down, you know, hack him down, trip him up, hold his shirt, push him over. And he would wriggle out and keep going and keep going and score the goal. He was absolutely brilliant. It would never fall over unless he was absolutely chopped down. Mm. And what a contrast between him, a great player, and Neymar, a great player who's spoiling it by being pathetic. We will just remember Neymar for being someone who dived on the ground, unfortunately, which is a pity because he's got so much more to offer. Anyway, what about England then? Um, let's talk about Colombia, uh, which was the second round match that got us through to the quarterfinal. Do you remember that, James? Do you remember? Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched it at home. It was very edgy to start with, very tense. Mm-hmm. There was lots of skittery behaviour, if that's the right, if that's a word. Like nervous behaviour. Nervy Mm-hmm. Um, lots, a little bit of diving going on from the Colombians to try and swing. And England a bit, and, to be well, fair. Well, they started doing it as well. Mm. To kind of, well, if they're going to do it, we're going to do it. But then once the action really picked up, all that kind of poncing about stopped. And mm-hmm. everyone knuckled down to it. And it was quite a tense, exciting game. It went and to penalties. Went to penalties. Um, we was one all, wasn't it? Well, we, we one, of ours, first. one of ours was saved and then they... Um, no, I mean, before it went to penalties. Oh, uh, yeah. We scored one in each... We each scored one, one. We scored one. Then they equalised um, in stoppage time at the end of the game. Yeah. So it was the dreaded penalties. The, the announcers on the TV didn't even want to say the word penalties because they're so superstitious. And mm-hmm. um, everyone in the country watching was very nervous because we have such a bad track record on penalties. And the tension, the pressure these guys must be under, where everyone in, with a TV and the, who's interested in football is watching live. And most of them probably want England to go out. Um, the majority, anyway, are what? probably willing... Them, in the world? Yeah, worldwide. Right. They're probably less popular team. Than Colombia? Well, uh, you think so? England are just not that well, no. loved as a football team, that. I don't think. I don't, not by the Scottish or the Irish or whatever, but... Anyway, uh, whatever, who, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just the pressure that these guys are under, and it must be so easy to miss cue it and sky it over the bar or, you know, a really embarrassing missed penalty is just the most crushing thing you could happen to you as a sportsman. Mm-hmm. So the pressure they're under is immense, but they, they did it brilliantly well. And the goalie, well, the, the goalie was brilliant. Yeah, Jordan Pickford is is a bit of a star now. Yes, he's having a really good World Cup. Let's hope it continues. What did you think of the England Columbia game, Dad? I thought the Colombians were very, very dirty, and the referee what? lost it completely. Lost lost control of it. Yeah. Uh, that's what I think. Uh, yeah, now, obviously, if you've got Colombian the listeners, they'll think I'm biased. But all you have to do is look at the actual what happened, and the. Um, you know, the, I don't know how a referee can stand having been surrounded and jostled by players screaming into his face for such a long time. Yeah. And I am talking about the Colombians. The, the English players didn't do it. And, um, you know, I don't know how, why he doesn't say step back or I'll book you. They don't step back. He books six of them. If they don't continue to do it, it sends them all off. I mean, the fact is, how can you let it happen without doing something about it. You know, the other side of the story is that um, the, the referee was biased in favour of England. <laughs> that's, that's what some Colombian well, I, newspapers I, are that's saying. That's an extraordinary thing to say, but um, it, it was the, uh, the, the fouls on Harry Kane were fantastic. I mean, you, you see them on the TV, rugby tackles and people climbing all over There's him. There's a point where he was being ridden like a horse. Yes, I know, it was They're riding him like a horse and twice. Was also that potential headbutt during the uh, well, yeah, so the well, lineup, which I, I, I think talk about wasn't that. as bad as it looked. It no, Henderson dived it on the floor, and it wasn't punished. But the, the, uh, the fa- I think giving a red card no, for that would have been too no. Much. I wouldn't want that. Some people said it should have been a red card no. offence because one of the Colombian players, but moved I noticed that with his head in a headbutt type motion, which if that was the if it was an actual headbutt, that's a red card offence. But it was so close to the line. I think he, the judge, I mean, the, the judge, the referee made the right judgment. Yeah. And let the game continue rather than put Colombia in a, a yeah. man down. He tapped the guy's he tapped chin his with his chin. head. And it was a, sli- it was a silly, rash chest. thing to do, but it wasn't a really a violent act, I yeah, don't think, particularly. Okay. So I think we'll let them off. But it was very tense and very edgy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. And then we went through to the quarterfinals against Sweden, which we watched on the TV yesterday. Do you remember that uh, that long ago, James? <laughs> we can run through it again if you, if you need to. I, I felt a lot more relaxed about this one mm-hmm. just because I just kind of thought, well, we've, we've, we've beaten our penalties sort of juju. Bad, uh, bad karma thing, whatever. And um, I just thought, well, Sweden are quite a good team, and I still felt I was just going to try and enjoy it, really, rather than get too tense about it. Okay, it was That's, a good game. And it was a good game, and it was a clean game. It was a good old fashioned game, not too much, you know, um, play acting. In fact, hardly any. There was play no acting. real diving. There and was they, no real. And they both went for it, hundred percent. There were a lot of chances. I think Sweden were unlucky. They had, they had some really good goal attempts and our goalkeeper made pulled off some fantastic saves. Yeah, but we were better. Goalie, we were be, better Without generally. our goalie, we'd be finished. I mean, without such a good goalie is what I mean, not just a, a goalie. Oops. Pause. Dad just spilt tea, so I'm going to pause the podcast. What do is mop up the tea first before putting water down. Mop up as much of the liquid as you can. Oh, we're still recording. Don't water it down until you've got all the so um, I guess you've underst- you understand what's going on here. My dad spilt tea all over the carpet, which is becoming sort of a tradition on this podcast. Whenever we record in this room, someone needs to spill a hot drink over the furniture. Yeah. In this case, it's my dad's turn, and the tea was spilt mostly on the coffee table. But it and the baby's crying. Domestic scenes here on the podcast i'm going to pause things and we'll carry on again in a second okay the crisis has been averted the tea's been cleaned up um my baby daughter is is being looked after at the moment over in the corner of the room she might make some more noise but anyway you were talking about sweden versus england and it was a good game it's a clean game uh wasn't lots of diving and stuff like that um but how do you rate england's performance well hang on weren't we going to talk about game predictions were we what was your pre-game prediction for sweden my pre pre-game prediction for sweden is that we would uh it would be a nil nil draw because i thought that sweden are such good defenders and we're so poor at scoring goals <laughs> um although we did win 6-1 against Tunis, uh, against uh, panama but that's panama so you know they weren't the strongest team in the competition. No offence no to Panamanians listening. Um, but anyway, I thought it would be a nil-nil draw all the way through till penalties, and then we'd lose on penalties just because I thought that the, the joy of overcoming the penalty curse would be short-lived. Yeah, that's fair. I predicted 2-1 to England Yeah, uh, just because I fancy being optimistic for once. And mm-hmm. I was actually being pessimistic because we scored, we beat them 2-0. Mm-hmm. And my other prediction would be there'd be lots of shots of pretty Swedish girls with the flags painted on their faces and yeah. lots of sweaty, red-faced Englishmen bellowing into the stadium. And I was proved completely correct. Within about the first five minutes. <laughs> I think the, you know, like the, within the first couple of minutes, we just got plenty of shots of Swedish girls with flags on their faces. Yeah. Um, and then the occasional beard-up English hooligan going, Whoa! <laughs> With tattoos. With tattoos and red faces and beer bellies and <laughs> Having worked in, in, in broadcasting, Dad, do you th- are the cameramen instructed to pick out beautiful women in the audience? Certainly not. And these are, just remember, these are Russian spare, cameramen. They just do it in their spare time. Remember, they, these are Russian cameramen. And political correctness oh, hasn't on. arrived in Oh, come Russia. on, Dad. They think that it's... Don't give me... They do it in England as well. For blonde Seriously, Swedish Dad, they do it. Every the, cameraman every does it. Every single football game no matter where it happens is exactly the, the same cameramen are at total liberty to find s- interesting people in the crowd yeah so i'm not yes. complaining about it and they think- do children as well they always have two shots of children i don't mind i'm very happy to see beautiful women from around the world that's one of the great things about the world cup isn't it it is there's, there no, there's nothing so wrong with that the issue for there's nothing wrong with that well okay there isn't anything wrong with that um uh Okay then. So, what about um, the next game? We're playing against Croatia, well, Dad. They've played, played extremely well. Croatia, Croatia. Have, have they? Good, good team. Yes, they have played. But well. have they though? 
Partridge. Yes, they have played well, but we ought to beat them. We we are good enough, and um, so far England have played extremely well. Can you analyse Croatia just for a moment? Um, no, not really. Well, they, they have one good playmaker called Modric, small guy, middle of the field. He's terrifically good at passing the ball and seeing opportunities and opening up defences. And he's by far their best player. Otherwise, they have a whole number of pretty good players and very strong, strong defence. What do you think, James? Does Luka Modric look like me? I don't think he does. He's the guy with a headband. Yes, uh, yes, he wears a wears a girl's a thin, headband. A thin, a yes. thin sort of boot. He's got longer headband. hair than you. Uh huh. I don't think he looks anything like you. No, I don't think he looks. And anything your cousin, like you who claims that? No, not my cousin. Oh, lots of people just randomly on the internet tell me. I don't think he looks like you. No, or vice versa. Okay, all right, that's that sorted. I don't then. know anything <laughs> about Croatian football. <laughs> or football in general <laughs> okay but um okay so you, you think Croatia have done well dad especially Luka Modric but uh do you think that we're going to be able to beat them then um I think we ought to I mean it obviously all depends on how you play on the day and if we continue to play well well organized and we have been playing well then we ought to beat them okay we ought to beat them there you go I'd I'd say we'd be the favorites for based on the one Croatian game I, I have watched I watched and the two or three England games I've watched think we should we should be the better team I think that guy's got that remember that one Croatian player he's got a terrible haircut <laughs> you know the one who's got sort of a ponytail he's, he's kind oh, of sh- yeah. yes yes can, wait can you describe the haircut it's the, the Grebo haircut from the mid 90s mm-hmm. uh, which was a sort of musical movement you can look it up on Wikipedia okay um, sort of pioneered by bands like Pop Will Eat Itself uh, Ned's Atomic Dustbin, yeah. Wonder Stuff, etc., which was a sort of Midlands post-punk pop. Describe the haircut, though. Grungy, pop, punky scene where a lot of the fans of these bands would have long hair at the sides and shaved, no, long hair on the top in curtains, so long centre-parting hair, shaved high up the sides. And the back. And it could be, and at the back, and it could be brought back into a small ponytail which kind of sat sort of towards the top of the back of the head yes and it was a terrible haircut then and there's there's no excuse for it now <laughs> no there's no excuse for it it's true there is no excuse for it at all other yeah. haircuts have been invented since then other haircuts have superseded are... that haircut yeah and that it should be relegated to the dustbin of history that there's, haircut. there's really no reason why that haircut the barber's should... bin of history should be overflowing with that haircut absolutely okay all right then um so we we ought to win against croatia okay let's let's talk about france and belgium because they are in the other semi-final le coq sportif um le le bleu the french and the belgians are called um what are they called again the Red Devils. The Red the Devils. Red Devils. Like That's Manchester. a very aggro name for a very boring country, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Only joking, Belgium. You've got great fields. No, that's, that's Norway. That's Norway. <laughs> Norway, James, have got the fjords. Belgium have got three... Flatland. They, Belgium have got chocolate, beer, and a little statue of a little boy pissing into a, a, a ah, pond. And, and the European Stella, Stella Artois. And they've got the European Commission. And the Stella Artois and other types of beer. I've never been to Belgium. Sorry about that. That's, no one no one was looking for that apology. That's fine. But they all speak perfect English in that part of the world anyway, so they won't be listening to this. Probably, yeah. So I don't often get contact from Belgians, but who knows? Maybe no. there'll be a Belgian who will, who will uh, write not, in. We're not boring. So I'm sorry, and I'm sorry about I got the fields wrong. It's yes. okay. Well, everyone, nobody cares, really, so it's <laughs> fine. Dad, Belgium. France versus Belgium is too close to call. They're both really, really good. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Belgium, Belgium win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got one of the best players in the in the competition in De Bruyne, and they've, no, got, they've, terrific, they've got three great players. Know, they've got Lukaku up front, uh, and they've got Aiden Hazard. Yeah. All of them playing for top Premiership clubs, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, and at the back, it's the Manchester City captain. Um, company mm-hmm. I mean they're a very very good outfit um, but France have been pretty dazzling and uh, I think it could be a very very close game I wouldn't want to call it it depends how they get on on the day it could be the, the best game of the could be. the tournament it would have it? been a worthy final France versus Belgium often the semi-finals are better than the final actually in the World Cup weirdly enough anyway 
Okay. We'll hope it's France. We hope it's France, what, just for the rivalry, just for the, the Be- occasion? Because, you know, you, my granddaughter now. is half French. Yeah. So there we are. Yeah. Say no more. Absolutely. I hope it's France too. Uh, but from a tactical point of view, would you rather England played Belgium or France? Don't mm-hmm. care. I'd more rather exciting. see England France as a final because it would be great fun, wouldn't it? It would. It wouldn't be terrific. It would be lots of fun. And I know more French people than I know Belgian people. Yeah. So but having said all I'll that... I'll have more sort of, you know, vibes, more banter. Yes. Available. Okay. <laughs> Talking of banter, now here we are in England. What's the banter in England at the moment then? It's coming home. It's coming home. Football's That's Football's coming home. We were in the supermarket in Sainsbury's yesterday um, after the game, no, no, it was before the game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before the game. We were in the, in Sainsbury's doing some shopping and stuff, and the the uh, supermarket manager went over the public address system. He's like, um, "What is it?" He said, uh, "Just ahead of the kickoff uh, this afternoon, just let you know that we've got uh, every uh, every cash register is is." Um, in operation today just to get you moving through with all your stuff and uh, don't forget that it's coming home today and then he started singing it's coming it's coming home it's coming over the tannoy of the supermarket I hope they've got a PRS license for that (laughs) copyright issue (laughs) (laughs) so the atmosphere well we we were we've mentioned this already haven't we well we've seen pictures on the TV news of um, people going completely bonkers around the country with in the sunshine and of course the the quarterfinal was a was it a, the, the semi-final was going to be a seven o'clock kickoff so everybody's had plenty of time to leave work and have a few beers before kickoff and it's uh, it's hot and so you have maybe a bit more beer than normal. But we've seen big screens in big cities like Leeds and and uh, Newcastle and Manchester with big crowds. And, uh, you know, when we score a goal, everybody throws their water bottles up in the air or their beer up in the air the, and all jump up and down like lunatics. It, that it, seems to be a new thing, throwing your beer in the air. I mean, I wouldn't mm. throw my beer in the air. <laughs> no, neither it's would about I. about five or a pint these days. <laughs> Just drink it. Just drink your beer. Don't throw it in the air. Don't That's throw right. it in the air. Why are you throwing There's it in the air? There's going to be a huge queue afterwards from everyone's chucked their beer in the air. Yeah. Just drink the beer. Just drink it. Just yeah. What you should do is have a little extra bottle of water with you and throw that you in should, the air. You should drink your beer and then politely clap. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jolly good bit well of play. Done. Well done. Jolly good show. <laughs> I think that was a good goal, don't you? But I do think that is quite <laughs> offensive, seeing that much beer being thrown in the air. Waste of, a waste it's of a beer. waste of beer. It is, good. Anyway, there are cars going around the place with England flags flying from them and there's people decorating their houses with England flags and all that kind of stuff is going on. And uh, it's it's good for a laugh, as long as they don't take it too seriously. It's not going to become violent, is it? I don't think so. No No, more than usual. It's not going to be violent. Everyone's very happy. There's violence every week. So no, no, it, everything's going fine, and I have to hand it to the Russians. They've organised it extremely well so far, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they've made sure that the Russian hooligans know that they'd finish up in the gulags for a long time. And the English hooligans, and the English hooligans. So everybody's behaving pretty well. Let's hope it stays that way. Mm-hmm. But they all say everyone's been very welcoming, and uh, it's, yeah. you know it's gone well so far. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's amazing normally, how normally many people have got to Russia to watch this from obscure places. All the Latin Americans, the number of Mexicans. And Colombians and Panamanians that have got to Russia mm. uh, to watch the game uh, was absolutely fantastic. Yes, yes, oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so it's been a big success. All right, then fine. So all we need to do is wait and see what happens on when is it? Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday for France versus Belgium. Yeah. Wednesday for England versus Croatia. Okay then. And today, is that a as we speak, o'clock? it's Sunday. Is that a seven o'clock kick- kickoff on Wednesday? They are both seven yes. o'clock. In the UK. Mm. That's UK, 8 o'clock continental that's Europe. My, that's my skateboarding evening Wednesday. Oh, dear, what a shame. What are you going to do? Are you going to go skateboarding? They'll turn up. They'll be watching the game. Well, they will, because not... You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Just think. He's not, he's got, not going to be able do? to say, cool. uh, I was there. I Maybe saw that take, game. Buy a little portable radio and carry that around. Seriously? You're going to go skating? Well, I don't... I think he is. Maybe I'll... I tell you what, I'll go skating on Tuesday. Ah, and then miss the France game. Oh dear! I don't mind missing the France game. James, you, you, you so everyone's been singing. Well, people are singing "It's Coming Home" and people are tweeting about this song. You wanted to talk about World Cup yeah, songs, World Cup didn't songs. you? Or England football songs. 
there's a sort of long history. I don't. They must have it in other countries as well. We're just not aware of it. But of uh, an official World Cup songs, I'm sure they do have it in every country. Mm-hmm. Um, but ours are sort of. They're generally very annoyingly catchy. Uh, the best one is um, World, in, World Motion. in Motion by New-, New Order and the England squad. Okay. New Order obviously evolved out of Joy Division, so they're a very kind of... They're quite a cool band to have doing a football song. And I remember thinking it was quite strange at the time. We leave, and I didn't know New Order that well. I remember thinking, this seems a bit cooler than most World Cup or football songs. Yeah. And it is a really nicely written song because it's the chorus is love's got the world in motion. It's not like we're going to beat you. Yeah. It's a positive sort of uh, balearic, yeah, pro-European, slightly eat up <laughs> football song. It, it's it's like a uh, it came out of that scene of the nineteen nineties, late eighties, early nineties, when everyone was, was a sort of dance dancey crossover sort of. But there was rap yeah. as well. Rap was going yep, mainstream was a, at the same the John time. Barnes some rap. Of the players of the in the squad do rap. John the John Barnes rapped on it, who just happens to be the only black player on the squad, and they gave him the rap, <laughs> which will gloss over that. Yeah, but apparently he didn't even record most of it. It was, it was someone doing an impression of him. Shut up. Oh, come on. Don't believe that. Hey, that's what I heard. I heard. Look, I'm going to have to do an episode <laughs> where I go through these songs. That's the only way. But anyway, World in Motion, give that a listen. It's good. And the John Barnes rap is pretty good. And every schoolboy in the country knew it. Yeah. Got, but, but this one by Skinner and Badil is what, a revival. Later. It's coming. It? That's, it's coming home. But it's 20 years old, that song, isn't it? Um, 1996. Well, there we are, 22 years old. Yeah. But uh, that's a very well-written and song as well, lyrically. Um, it, it's, it's very nicely done. It's very catchy, but annoyingly catchy. Football, you can't get out of your head. Home, it's coming home, it's coming, football's coming home. So that was actually written for the 1996 Euro Championships, which was hosted in England. That's why it was football's coming home. I see, not the World Cup coming yeah, no, home. No. It was football's returning because, to its... Because we were hosting the Euros, so football's coming home. But there is sense. some debate. I mean, because we supposedly invented the game. Suppo- I don't think we invented the game. Well, I think we were the first people to put the rules first on people. paper. Yeah, because of the... League. Because it's basically because of the Industrial Revolution um, and the railways, that meant that we were the first ones to have co- uh, competition between towns and cities. And so we had to have a standard. We had to have a standardised set of rules. Yeah. And also, being the big economic power that we were, we then imported our set of standardised rules, exported it around the around. But I'm sure every country in the world that had access to a ball, yeah, of course, yeah, everyone's been kicking things around. So we didn't really invent football. We just sort of officialised it. We just happened to be the most powerful country when football became a global sport. But I think FIFA quite quickly uh, took control of the game. And FIFA is a European organisation, and so I think that we may have written the first rule book or something. And then once FIFA was created, it was out of our hands after that, uh, basically. So will it come home this time? Well, well, I don't know. Maybe I think we should get to the final at least. Well, we're I mean, we could do with we could do with a cheer up that the country's in a bit of a depression or sort of so civil war mm-hmm. because of the whole. Brexit situation, <clears throat> uh, which has obviously divided the country, and everyone's arguing with each other, and it's a very divided time for the for the country and the world probably, but especially especially England and even Great Britain is kind of fracturing potentially. So it's quite nice to have something we can all get behind, all the English people can get behind that we all agree on. Scottish people will be deeply pissed off about it, won't they? <laughs> yeah. Most Scottish people support the opposing team when England play. Yeah. Scottish and the Irish always uh, support. And who can blame them? Yeah, I don't blame them. I don't, I don't, I don't need them to support us too. Why should they? But um, it's, it's, it's good to have something sort of good, clean fun that we can all get behind and not worry about politics for a while. Yeah, okay, right. I think that's a good uh, note on which to end this episode, don't you, Dad? I do think it's a good note. I hope we're not being too confident about the semi-final. I can just imagine Croatia mm. winning and then people yeah. saying, oh, look, they were too smug. Cro- thought England would win. Croatia are a I, good I'm team. not sure we they're could... a very good team. I think we ought to beat them if we play well. It'll be a good game either way, whatever happens. Yeah, we'll, we will see. Game. But, I mean, I think that England need to go into this game in the way that they've gone into the other knockout games, which is just, um, you know... Keep your feet on the ground and just play good football. Play and football. Just play football. <laughs> try, try and put the ball in the goal. 
and try and stop the other team putting the ball in your goal. Oh, is that why it's how they do it? That's mm. what they need to do. What they need to do, James, is they need to they need to um, shoot, kick the ball in into the, it, the other team's net. Yeah, more times than the other team. You reckon? Does. Yeah. I, you should be the captain. And don't touch the ball with your hands. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you should be the coach. Yeah. All right, lads, is what you're going to do, okay? Just remember, <laughs> yeah. it's, called, it's football, right? Remember that. Don't what touch is- the ball. All right, Terry? What have I told you before? <laughs> no, you can't pick the ball up. <laughs> Okay, yeah, except unless yeah. you're the goalkeeper. Do you understand? Sorry, I don't, I don't understand, boss. What, what uh, about um, Fat Les and Vindaloo? That's another World Cup song, isn't no, it? No, that's an unofficial football anthem. Vindaloo? Vindaloo by Fat Les and also England's Irie by Black Grape. Do you remember that one? No, I don't. That's another football song. You have to put all these at the bottom of the page. Okay. And your listeners can judge for themselves. Fat Les Vindaloo is worth a watch just for the video. There was the there was the World Cup song for either nineteen sixty six or nineteen sixty seven. I think nineteen six no sorry nineteen seventy World Cup. The England football team released one back home. home one of the worst th- songs we've back, ever heard in our lives. Back home, they'll be thinking about us when every game we play. Back home. Okay. Yes, let's, it, let's, like a military march. It was really uncool. We got knocked out by Brazil. But the Black Great One, England's Irie, make sure you put that one okay. in, in there as well, okay, which then. is a sort of multicultural football song. All right. England's Irie, you know, Jamaican. Irie. Irie. Which what does just, Irie I think mean? it just means all right. All right. All right. It's a corruption of all right. Irie. Okay. I guess. All right. Well, I'll, I'll list some. Um, yeah, yeah. Listen to all the football songs in a bit. Okay, I will. Um, Dad, James, thank you for your contribution. That's all right. Uh, I hope the check's in the post. <laughs> uh, I'll, do a, I'll do a transfer. I'll do a, a, okay. a, 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 an online transfer. Okay. Just, you know, I just need to wait for the, some funds to enter my account. If you've enjoyed then... this podcast and others, please do <laughs> donate. Give generously to Luke's fund to keep his baby child in um, compote and uh, milk. That's right, and to to make sure that uh, my brother continues to take part in this. Co- that I had to actually persuade him no, today no. by on. offering him uh, a cash reward for this. <laughs> Otherwise, he was ready to just fall asleep on the floor <laughs> after having had a, one beer at lunchtime. He was he was passing out, and I said, "James, this, there's there's money in it for you." He perked right up. You should have seen the his eyes. They incredible. Well, it was a very hot day. We're not used to temperatures of anything above 20-something in this mm, country. Yes, anything above true. that, we start to melt. That's true. That's true. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, both of you, anyway. Okay. All right. Come on, England. So there you have it. That was my conversation with my dad and my brother. As always, I look forward to reading your comments in the comments section on the website. Do visit the page for this episode, because I will link videos for those football songs. I would like to do um, an episode in which I go through the lyrics to these songs because they've got pretty good lyrics and there's there's some good English that you can learn from them. But also they're just interesting from a cultural point of view, particularly the 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 song Three Lions by Badil and Skinner and the Lightning Seeds. That's the It's Coming Home song, which um, everyone is singing in England, in the pubs, in their gardens as they are drinking and having their barbecues. Uh, It's all over Twitter. It's all over YouTube. It's coming home is the slogan which is going on all around us. Um, So if you want to, I don't know, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it or not, but I would certainly would like to do an episode in which I go through the lyrics to those songs. But in any case, I will post videos for the football songs that we mentioned. Uh, Three Lions, It's Coming Home, World in Motion, The New Order One, um, also, we've got Vindaloo, which is a, kind of a comedy song, really, and not an official England football song. Uh, there was England's Irie that James mentioned. And also there's the old one from 1970, Back Home. So I'll put those videos on the page so you can have a look. And then you can, I guess I'll put links for the lyrics as well. So you can have a look at the lyrics at the very least. And if I get the chance, I'll do uh, an episode in which I analyse uh, the lyrics to those songs. Not all of them, maybe, but uh, as many as I can. Okay, yeah, leave your comments in the comments section. And uh, 
I just also wanted to say um, to all of the the people whose whose teams have been knocked out or who didn't qualify, um, commiserations, commiserations to anyone listening from a country whose team was knocked out already, commiserations to all of you. And if you didn't even qualify, then, well, I hope that you're still following the World Cup and that you're still enjoying it. I wonder which team you're supporting and I wonder which team you will be supporting when England play against Croatia and France play against Belgium and we'll see what happens. Um, I'm really enjoying this World Cup and I just hope that England don't mess it all up by getting knocked out on penalties again. Uh, and then we'll just be back to square one. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.